You can be seated if you can. Thank you so much, worship team. Didn't they do a great job? My goodness. And the kids, they did, they did a great, great job. And we got surprises all over the place for you this morning. This is be good. Man, you guys look good this morning. You guys look good. Look at the person next to you and say, you look good. But not as good as me. We just got to keep her. <laughs> There's a lot of different people in this room and a lot of diversity, a lot of different backgrounds, you know. So I'm wondering if we can agree on a few things. Usually with a group this size, we're never going to agree on uh, everything. But let's see if we can. How many of you guys like chocolate cake? Yeah. All right. So we like chocolate cake. So we got most of us in here for that. My wife has a problem when it comes to chocolate. She, like, people like it. She likes it different. She is just, I love my wife, so. Uh, how many of y'all like fruitcake? A little less enthusiasm for the fruitcake. I feel you. Look, that's me. Uh, some people love fruitcake. I haven't figured that out yet. As one comedian said, it, it, it should make sense because you've got fruit that's good. You've got cake that's good. You get fruit cake, it's nasty crap, and nobody knows why. Like, it just, you put it together, and it just does not work. Some people love it. One, one more time, how many people like fruit cake? There's a few of you. Keep an eye on these people the rest of the day. This is something I'm, I'm messing with you. I, hey, some people love it. I have never, never, never acquired a taste for it. It just looks like somebody smashed a bunch of Skittles and put it into some like jello cake conglomerate thing just and it's just there i don't know that's that's just me everybody's got their own preference i bet we can all agree on this though how many of you would like to wake up christmas morning and find a big duffel bag full of money under your tree right yeah 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 I just, that would be fun now, we all agreed on that one guy said people say money can't buy you happiness but it can buy a jet ski, and I've never seen anybody crying on a jet ski. You know, so I don't know. So <laughs> it is just fun. We can agree on that stuff, and I think we could, most of us agree, that the reason for this season that we're in right now is Jesus. And I know we're, we're busy shopping and busy planning trips and travel and family coming into town or you're going out of town, how, however that's all working out. Projects around the house, we're busy, busy, busy. But I love times like this where we can just slow down and remember it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus, who in my opinion is the greatest gift of all. I want to share a scripture with you this morning. In the book of Isaiah uh, chapter 9, Verse 6, some of y'all could probably quote this. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. If you know that's true, let's give God some praise in the house this morning. This is true. Prince of Peace. I love that this starts out. It says, for unto us a child is born. Like that, if this was written in South Georgia, it would say, hey, y'all, this child's for all yuns, pretty much. 
pretty much how it would go. Some of y'all perked up when I said that. Y'all from South Georgia. Okay. How y'all like this electricity we got in the room today? That's pretty, pretty good. I better stop. Y'all are going to jump me in the parking lot. Okay. So, unto us, we're us, right? I mean, if you're breathing today, and it looks like most of us are, we're us. We're all part of us. I mean, look at the person next to you again and say, hey, you're us, right? Boy, that's so grammatically confusing. I just, I, what does that even mean? We're, we're us. We're together. Jesus came for us, for all of us. And when I'm looking around this room, I'm seeing different income levels. I'm seeing different uh, demographics in here. I'm seeing different skin color. I'm seeing different age. Jesus came for all of us. There is no such thing as old Jesus, young Jesus, black Jesus, white Jesus. Jesus is Jesus, and he is for all people. He is for all people. Unto us, a child is born. I love that he was born into this world because he didn't have to be. Like, if it were me, and I, thank goodness I'm not God, but just think, looking at this plan, I don't know that I would have let my son be born into the world a baby, you know? Right. I mean, just let him appear a grown man. Like, angels could appear and be, just be big strapping. Hi, Jesus, just appear grown with, like, machine guns and tomahawks and just ready to, like, fully armed and ready to take care of business. Yeah, but he was this vulnerable little baby. Hadn't figured that one out just yet. But I'm so glad that he came into this world. There's a lot of reasons why Jesus came into this world. Uh, but I want to talk about just a few of them today. So if you'll lend me your ears for just a little bit, I want to share with you why I'm excited that Jesus came into this world. Now, if you'll let me talk to you this morning and say, come on with it. Okay, so one of the main reasons why Jesus came into this world was to erase the misconception about God. To erase misconceptions about God. You know, well, all these people in the room today, we've all got some kind of personal view of who God is. What he does, and it's based on our experience and our perspective. It's based on pastors that we've heard preach. It's based on church people that we've run into. It's based on what mama and grandmama and granddaddy told us, you know. And some of it's based on what we've experienced ourselves. All that comes together to create our conception or our mental picture of who God is. And sometimes that can be way off. I mean, have you ever misjudged somebody? I mean, I've I misjudged a lot of people. There's some people that I thought were just horrible people that turned out to be great people. Yeah? And there's some people that I thought were great people that turned out to be bad people. And there's girls I dated that thought they were the one, and they turned out just to be bat crazy, man, and I had to run away from that. You know, it just, you, you misjudge some of that. Some of you ladies have experienced the same thing. Like, tall, dark, and handsome. He's got it. What did, where did that control freak come from? You know, I, I get it. I get it. You can misjudge people all the time. I mean, look at me. So I'm a short dude on a stage today. All right? So you walk in through the door. Why are y'all laughing in the back so much? That's a, that just... 
that hurt a little bit. So I'm just, so I'm a short dude up here on the stage. You walk in, if you don't know me or haven't hung out with me, you immediately get a mental image of who I am and make assumptions about me. And I live in pastor world is where, what, I, what I live in. And, and what they tell you is before a person is in a building at a church for even three minutes, they've already decided whether they're going to come back or not. Haven't heard the music, haven't heard the pastor, haven't heard him. They'll make snapshot judgments, you know, on people without knowing them. And I don't know that that's fair or not. It's, it's weird how we'll take our perceptions and sometimes our prejudices and put people in a box that they don't fit into. I'm talking about me a little bit, but I mean, have, has anybody ever had a misconception about you? Has anybody missed the call when it comes to you? You know, it happens all the time. And it, it's just, it's like seeing someone in life is not the same as knowing their story. And if you don't know my story, or if they don't know your story, they can't know who you are. They don't know what you've walked through. They don't know what you've been through. They haven't seen you on the mountaintop. They haven't seen you in the valley. They haven't seen you gone through the storms of life. They didn't see you when you had to pick yourself up off the ground and dust off your pants and get back to doing what you knew you needed to do. They didn't see you stay up all night with a sick child and then turn around and throw down at work the next day. They didn't see you almost turn around on the way here today because life hit you so hard you thought about giving up. They didn't see you through all of that. But I got good news today. God saw every bit of it. He saw every bit of it. And while we might know you, and I might not know you, and I might not know your story, God does. He's there through it all. For unto us a child is born. One of the main reasons why he came is so that he could say he knows what it was like. To be you and me. He's walked through it. He's endured it. He connects with it. And he's been right with you every step of the way. Hallelujah. Every step of the way. I think um, misconceptions are a big thing. Like I've had my own misconceptions. Especially when it comes to God. Because I used to confuse what churchy people did. With what God was all about. Yeah. You ever made that mistake? Yeah. There's a big difference between church people and Jesus. Yeah. Big difference. And I was like, man, I, I don't know if I want anything to do with this because all these people in these churches are a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah. Like they say one thing and they do something else. But you know what? I was like the biggest hypocrite of all because I'm like judging them for not being consistent in their life. And my life was all over the place. You know what I mean? It's just like, get your stuff together before you start pointing out other people. And I, I had to learn that people's mistakes are not a reflection of God's heart towards me. And that's a big thing. You know, I mean, if we're going to be honest, and we're in church, so this is a good place to be honest, right? Um, I mean, aren't we all a little bit hypocritical? I mean, really? Aren't we all? Some of y'all don't know how to answer that right now, do you? Like, what in the world? Like, I am. Like, if you go far enough into somebody's life, there's going to be some kind of inconsistency. 
there's going to be something that doesn't measure up because we all fall short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible says, right? So I could aspire to be like him for the rest of my life, but I'm never going to measure up in and of myself. That's why Jesus came. Because I couldn't get there on my own because you couldn't get there on your own. He just levels the ground at the foot of the cross. You know, I mean, you just let's have a little bit of fun and look at the person next to you this morning and say, hey, hypocrite. See? Well, some of y'all, y'all had a little too much fun with that one. I will, I will throw out that I do marriage, marriage counseling. Uh, some of y'all look like that might have... That might have been a thing. Um, I'll only charge you $795 an hour to do that. Because, look, man, if i got to go through it, I'm going to make some money off of it. I just really drive through that. I'm, I'm kidding. Please, we don't charge. I had to be careful. Y'all are going to jump me in the parking lot today. Man, we're all a little bit hypocritical, though, at some level. You know, so I had to back up off of that. I think... The better way to, to gauge who God is is to look at the life of Jesus. Yeah. Now, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. He says, I go where the Father tells me to go. I do what he says to do. I say what he says to say. When you see Jesus in action, you're seeing God in action. So if you want to know the true heart and the true character of God, look at what Jesus did. Yeah. You know, this is a guy that went toe to toe with the religious institutions of his day. Newsflash, Jesus does not like religion. And I love that because I do not like religion. I hate Jesus would just, I mean, he would square up and let the Pharisees have it because he wasn't there to establish a new religion or build on a new religion. He was there to destroy all of that and establish a relationship with the one true God. He went from ritual to real and authentic. That's what he was all about. And, and if you look at Jesus, he didn't just go against religion, but he went to the people that religion pushed away. Yeah. He was with the brokenhearted. He was with the people that were down and out. He was healing blind eyes, helping lame people get up. He was raising the dead. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was around them so much that he got a reputation, and they called him a friend of sinners. Man, Eastgate people, what, what, do you, what would you think if everybody in the community said, wow, your pastor is hanging out with some shady people. He's a friend of sinners. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that because that's where Jesus was, a friend of sinners. And I got news for you today, too. Listen, I don't know what your life looks like, but if you got a life that's full of sin, you get along great with Jesus. Because he would be right there with you. Some people don't know the true Jesus. They know pretty Jesus. They know churched up Jesus. But Jesus would get right up in a situation. Jesus will walk into your life, straight into your living room, and walk right into your depression. He'll walk right into your anxiety. He'll set up shop in your addiction. He'll find the hurt and be right there because he comes to where you are and restores you to where you need to be. That's who Jesus is. So he never pushed people away. He brought people in. He brought people in. And, and he would say things like, I haven't come to be served. I've come to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. 
He came into this world unto us to pay the price for our sin, to step right in where we were, wow, and get us to where we need to be. That's who God is. Jesus came to destroy that misconception and give us a glimpse of who he really is. The second thing is I think he came to show us God's love. He came to show God's love. Here's some more news for some people. They, they don't realize. Listen to me. God cannot love you any more than he does right now. And God will not love you any less than he does right now. His love for you doesn't change. So many times we think we have to earn the love of God. And we've got to jump through those hoops and, and reach some kind of uh, status. You know, if we give a certain amount and serve a certain amount and we're in church and we're a full-fledged member and all of this stuff, man, then Jesus loves us a little bit more. And some of y'all need to hear that. Jesus doesn't love you a little bit more than everybody else. He loves everybody the same. He loves everybody the same. And some of us need to hear he doesn't love you any less than anybody else. He came to die for all of us. I've got two daughters. Pray for me. Um, got two daughters and a lot of guns. I got a list of guns I want for Christmas, by the way. If y'all want to come talk to me, I'll show you. Um, it's very specific items. It would just, so, and, and, and the men in the house, you understand what I'm saying, right? You just, you got to be ready, if, if nothing else, just to be cleaning that thing when he comes walking through the door. So you can just, whoever he is, I figure there's going to be a lot of he's that I'm going to have to cycle through before we find him. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, but I've got two daughters, and I love them with all of my heart. Y'all need to pray for me, too, because we're negotiating Christmas right now. I don't know if y'all are in this, uh, in your household, but we're, we're, we're negotiating. Um, and We've walked away from the table. We still haven't resolved this thing. They want to invest about $2.5 million into Christmas this year. And we're like, we're on a budget. We're on a budget. Do you want to go to college? Do you want clothes to wear? Do you like food? You know, we're, we're having... But there's... I love my daughters, and there's nothing I would not do for them. And I was thinking about this. There's nothing that my daughters could do that would make me love them any more or make me love them any less because I love them with all that I am. And it, it doesn't matter what mistakes they make. It doesn't matter what decisions they make in life. And they may reap the consequences of those decisions, and it may disappoint me, but it's never going to affect how I love my children. You know what I mean? And that's how God sees us. Listen, it doesn't matter what you've done or what you did last night, okay? It, it might have disappointed. It might have grieved his heart, but it has not affected God's love for you one bit. And if it had to be done over again today, Jesus would come back to this earth and he would go up on that cross to pay for what happened to you last night. But the good news is he took care of all of it once and for all on the cross. He loves us. He loves us. And I think the greater part of that expression of love to us is that he came to restore relationship with God. 
He came to restore relationship with God. You know, the Bible says, most of y'all could quote this uh, verse of Scripture too in, in John chapter 3. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting, y'all are finishing it, y'all know your stuff, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. He came into this world to restore the relationship between us and God. See, that's why those angels were shouting in the field when the shepherds looked up, because they knew what was happening, that God was making an impossible move. An eternal God was choosing to step into limited time, stepping out of the splendor of heaven into the corruptness of this world to stand on the same dirt that we stand on, to love you and me on a different level, to become a kinsman redeemer, not just someone dying superficially. He wanted to know us. Guys, I would have been shouting too. This is why we celebrate Christmas. It's more than just the presents, and I know that, but I want to bring it back to his presence because that's what it's all about his presence on this earth his presence in your heart that's what it's all about he came to restore a relationship with god and if you read your bible you'll find out that god used to hang out and walk with adam and eve in the garden of eden in the cool of the day the bible says he just hang out with them just to be with them and when they messed up and sinned I always say, if Adam and Eve made it to heaven, they're going to be the kids on the playground nobody wants to play with. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like, thanks, guys. All the stuff we deal with now, because of them. Not to say we wouldn't have done the same thing, though. He used to hang out with them and walk with them and talk with them because we were created to have relationship with God. When that was broken because of sin, it blows me away. I don't know how it works in, in your mind, but see, I know what I've done. I know who I am without Jesus. And to know that he wanted to be with that guy before he was this guy. Not that I'm anything special anyway. In six years, I'll be saying that guy was a lot better than this guy. It blows me away that he did that. It blows me away. He came to restore the relationship between God and us. Unto us is born. You know, there's a big difference between knowing about God and having a relationship with Jesus. There's a big difference between believing in God and going to church and having a relationship with Jesus. Just like there's a big difference between having a legal contract with somebody, and actually having a good marriage. The big difference between the two. 
Is Jesus really Lord and Savior of your life? Well, I hope he is. But if he's not, wouldn't it be amazing on a day where we're celebrating the birth of our Savior that he becomes your personal Savior today? The Bible says we've all sinned, we've all messed up, that we're never good enough. We've all missed that mark. To sin is actually an archery term. It means to miss the bullseye, to miss the target. We've all done that. And because of that, sin cannot be in the presence of a holy God. So that separation was there. God sent his son Jesus. The Bible says there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. He bridged that gap. Our punishment was put on him, the Bible says, for our sin. He paid for it once and for all on the cross. Ever wondered how much Jesus is worth? I was thinking about this the other day. Like how much... What, what kind of price would you put on Jesus? Yeah? Like, one of the most frustrating things about Christmas is trying to buy for people that already buy what they want. Because they can, y'all feel me on that? They just buy what they want, so you, you don't know what to give them. So it's like, here's some money, here's a gift card. Go ahead and get whatever you're going to get. But think about Jesus. Like, how would you value him? He came from a place where the streets are paved with gold. You know? Like asphalt out there is what gold is to them. He is the eternal God that spoke the universe into creation. He could create a limitless amount of gold, a limitless amount of precious stones, a limitless amount of any denomination of money that you could think of. He could instantly create an unlimited amount of wealth and value. How do you put a value on that? You know, you're not going to see Jesus on QVC. How do you put a value on that? And yet, he thought you were valuable enough to trade himself for you. How valuable you are in the eyes of God. I feel the presence of God in this place. Maybe today's the day that you accept the gift of Jesus that we're celebrating. If we all can in the place, let's all stand this morning.